0: Helping Families Be Happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, J.B. Frank, who will be talking with us about her two, count that, two new books. Count on me, one, two, three, and the beautiful book both are beautiful somewhere in the city welcome to the podcast jb
1: what a delight to be here thank
0: <gasps> you oh i just your books they're just so they radiate with such beautiful energy so before we launch into talking about those tell me and our guests a little bit about who you are
1: um well i uh, i was uh, born and raised in chicago illinois i'm the third oldest of 14 children and so my history <laughs> i see that face My, <laughs> you know so so when people ask me where do your ideas come from i have a store room of ideas memories of my childhood and i've always wanted to write and i've always uh, made up stories for my sisters and brothers uh, my, mostly my sisters, when they were younger, we'd make up stories. And then when my nieces and nephews came along, I made up stories for them. So it was in my, it's in my DNA. You're to- a
0: natural yeah. storyteller. So I just want to reiterate, to make sure I got that right, you are from a family of 14 children. Yes. Same yes. mom, same dad. Same mom, same dad. And, and they, Oh, my goodness. Individually birthed
1: no twins in that no,
0: 14 you know I come from a family with 10 children oh. and I thought that was enormous you out your your mom oh my goodness bless her number? heart yeah I'm number nine and but, but you were one of the the older ones but older
1: ones yeah, the third yeah, oldest yeah.
0: oh my goodness the third oldest well bless your heart and bless your parents goodness so yes. A natural storyteller. And you're still in Chicago? Uh,
1: On the outskirts, uh, the uh, Chicagoland area. And most of my family is here except for my brother who lives in Florida. But everybody else is just right around here. And uh, we have about 33 nieces and nephews and about seven great nieces and nephews. So the family keeps growing. It's wonderful.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna do this a little backwards. I usually ask this at the end, but what are your secrets in your family to have so much obvious love and joy and connection? What are what are the secrets?
1: Well, we um, we made up a lot of games. We used to uh, have my parents um, used to buy us things like puppets. Um, every Christmas we got um, some kind of creative thing uh, to uh, make our uh, dramatic, you know, presentation. So puppets were definitely in there. We, we made up stories. We, we, my father would put um, contests up on the, in the kitchen, we had a, a wall that was all big blackboard And he would note that there was going to be a contest coming up. And so the contest would be either memorizing a poem. We all had to memorize poems. I still remember some of mine. Um, we had writing contests. So he would try and do this every summer. And then we'd always have books that we had to read during the summer. And um, it was a great gift for Christmas that my parents gave us hardcover books. We always got the paperback books. Uh, Hardcover. hardcover. I still have them, of course, you know. Um, So they're my favorite memory of my family. And we had a lot of fun. We did. We had a lot of fun. So, you know, the familias
0: values are play together, you know, eat together, work together, all of that. What would you say in your, your family of origin, what were some of the key values there? Well, um,
1: work hard comes to mind right away. Everyone had a job, a task that they had to do, um, responsibility for each other. We had to take care of our younger brothers and sisters so responsibility, and I um, learned uh, more about myself when um, uh, trying times came up, when something came up that was difficult, and I uh, sort of watched myself react and change when those things happened. and we had a lot of of different situations that would come up, so um, definitely um, playing together is very important playing and having fun, but also accountability, responsibility is very important as well.
0: Absolutely, and I agree. And, you know, again, back to the familias values, play together, work together, read together, eat together, all of that together. And it sounds as if your dad certainly, even I, I have that image that you were talking about with the chalkboard and him wanting that sense of connection and play and fun and education, Mm-hmm. so what a beautiful foundation i just love that image it's obviously worked it's obviously worked so let's move to your books um let's go with somewhere in the city it's such a beautiful book and it just sparkles tell me a little bit about what drew you to write somewhere in the city and and what it offers to readers i um,
1: you know like most um Writers, you have a period of time where you feel like you're you have no new ideas and you look at that blank page and you get terrified. And I had one of those days. And so, of course, I I distracted myself by going to my emails and my niece, my sister, Mary's um, first daughter. uh, Always posts. She posts on Facebook all the time. And this particular post, because she had one daughter at the time, said somewhere in the city. A little girl should be sleeping when she's singing. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I got goosebumps still because at so, that somewhere in the city just, res, I'm a city girl from Chicago, of course. And so it just resonated with me and I just jotted down that line. In fact, I made a copy of that email. And what came up for me was my father.
0: My mm. dad
1: went to work every day downtown. He had a suit and a tie. I used to shine his shoes on Saturday morning, make sure they were, you were know, ready for him. And um, during the summer, my mom would say to us, and there's probably about five of us at the time, maybe six, go down and meet your dad at the bus stop from work. So about 5, 5.30, we'd go running down there. Sometimes he'd be walking towards us or sometimes he'd just be getting off the bus. And he had a fedora that he wore depending on if it was summer or winter, and um, it was like, I wondered as a child, where did he go? You know, to me, downtown was sort of like a mystical place. Yes. You know, very unusual.
0: I just love how your, your words paint pictures. I'm just, and, and another time, another era, and yeah. I, I w- would love to read this piece from the front flap, The sights and sounds of the city come alive in a magical way as Lucy waits eagerly for her father to return from work. Watching out the window, Lucy's view of dogs, bakers, and buses is juxtaposed with her father's journey through the crowds, trains, and finally home to tuck her in. Ah, and the illustrations, the illustrations. Just, I mean, the, the first one there is this beautiful little girl looking I can see you I can just see you doing this somewhere in the city Lucy's just not ready to go to bed she opens her bedroom window and lets in the bustle of the street below and oh my goodness the illustrations the, the, the your words the illustrations tell us a little bit about the illustrations because I could just go on and on but I want you to tell the story
1: well I'm, Yu Ling is from China and she, this was her first experience with a picture book. So, so this was her first picture book. And it resonated. I asked her, I, you know, why did, you know, you pick this? And she just resonated with me. I thought of my own mother and father and how I related to each of them. And she wanted uh, to have a more graphic look to uh, somewhere in the city, which I think she achieved. But also the color was very important. So Lucy's world was gray and blue. And the father's world was whimsical and colorful. And when they came together, it became colorful. And I just thought it was such a wonderful idea. I mean, you know, I didn't even think about it. But it really, it it kind of makes you, not that your world is not colorful without your parents, but when you come together there there's a magic that happens that there's more to your life than just by yourself and so I just thought it was she did just whimsical fun thoughtful tasteful Um,
0: Absolutely. And there's something a bit retro about it that just feels so comforting. And in today's busy, you know, everything's disposable world, this feels so good, so grounding, so solid, a glance to the past, yes, that we can also, it's the feeling I took from it, that we can embrace today. Mm And what you're talking about as you paint the picture of your childhood um, is, you know, values—values that were about connection, that were about family, that were about community, and magic, and um, also being safe. There's a there's a really you know lovely safeness to the to to your book. It's just. Gorgeous, and I could read the entire story to the audience. But um, all right, listeners, that is a peek, a sneak peek at this beautiful book. Somewhere in the city, and even the cover—you know, there's some. You can touch it, you can feel it. the, The the raised elements. It's just gorgeous and you're right the illustrator did a fabulous job and there is a magic to a book like you said where that idea you know it takes me back to um wizard of oz how it was the black and white and then the color and that is i had never thought of it in that way that you were talking about with the colors that is something that parents can bring to us isn't it that richness that depth that 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 color when they're attentive parents absolutely
1: and any kind of parent, it doesn't have to be mom and dad. It could be any parent, you know, any family, care, you know, there's a yes. lot of uh, permutations of families now than there used to be. And, and it doesn't matter. You're waiting for someone you love to come home.
0: Absolutely. And that you're right. It is that piece about it being any caregiver, whether it's grandma, whether it's, you know, your aunt taking care of you, the key factor is being loved and seen mm-hmm. loved and seen and that's what you you clearly um, get that in somewhere in the city little girl just knows she love she is loved and she's just loving back and yeah. such an important piece. So let's move to your next book, Count on Me One, Two, Three, a completely different book, but so <laughs> glorious. So before I launch into reading a page from this, let's let's hear about Count on Me One Two Three.
1: You know, um I got that idea when I was isolated from, I was writing uh, a paper and it was a lot of research and a lot of details. So I was very isolated from a lot of people because as a writer, you're solitary. And I had thought to myself, you know, I'm all by myself. Who can I count on? And I started to make a list. And there was more people than I thought that I could count on. And then I said, oh, well, what about the people that aren't connected to me directly. And the list got even bigger. And then I thought, well, who can children count on? And then the list grew even bigger. And so from that, I decided to do a counting book because I like the plan words. Who can you count on? You know, counting. Mm-hmm. Nice. obvious. You know? <laughs> So you got 10 fingers and 10 toes. So 10 is the number. And I started to um, organize them from the, the furthest out, in a way, the crossing guards are the furthest out in the firemen, but then you start getting closer to teachers and friends and animals, so that it was like a funnel down to one. And um, the rhythm, the rhymes just sort of sprung out of me. I, I don't know, I guess it was waiting to be told
0: absolutely and in such a magical way the first the first one i'll just give a, a sneak peek number number 10 it starts with number 10 10 helping children cross the street directing cars that go beep beep so many other things they do crossing guards are there for you you can count on crossing guards and there's a an excavator and crossing guards and cars and a hot air balloon and just it's beautiful and all races and genders and just it's just gorgeous and of course this is you know one of the the hard picture books and then I won't even say what number one is but it's really magical yeah that page.
1: Fun! I really love it. Ah,
0: uh, it is, an, an, an unexpected one, but a really perfect way to to have people um, reflect on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, Ella
1: um, Shmitanka was the illustrator, and I can't imagine anybody illustrating Kanami better in a better way. She had every element that would attract a child bright colors, whimsical, even more whimsical uh, structures, um, the way she depicted animals, the way she depicted the characters. It was really spot on and it made, um, you could get engrossed that one page read, there's a huge spread, it's like a neighborhood and the kids are gonna have a ball trying to find the 10 um, crossing guards. So mm. she did such a lovely
0: job It is. And it's very different, you know, it's very different from somewhere in the city. Um, But such a beautiful book and an easy one to read. Easy one to read, easy one to tote around. So, and I love, I love the dog on the cover and, and the, the, I love, absolutely. It is a magical book and you're radiating. (laughs) Oh, I I feel, you know, the funny thing
1: is somewhere in the cities was designed in China. The illustrator lives in China and uh, count on me. The illustrator was in Poland. So you 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 get these two different worlds. And yet we all come together in this topic. Because I think people relate to counting on each other. And we're, we're not islands, even though sometimes we think we are. But the more you get out into the world, the more you make connections, of course, having that base, that strong family base, so that you can have that confidence, that self-confidence, that that helps you see your value and know that you're loved so that you can go out into the, into the world and spread that in a very positive way. And I, I think that's, um, I think that it, I, I'm very grateful to have gotten um, Ella to, to illustrate it and to really give it a life.
0: Yes, and, the, and it is beautiful because it, I mean, not just visually beautiful, but the message is one that whether it's the adult reading the book to the child or a teen reading a book to, you know, a little brother or sister, there is a lot to take away. There's a lot to take away because as you said, you start, it makes you start thinking, well, who in my world can I count on and who counts on me? You know, who's, who, who counts on me as well? really important important. oh my goodness so what are a few key ideas or additional takeaways you'd like to share with our listeners
1: um from the books or just in general either either go with your heart (laughs) well i feel that um that reading is so important to the kids and um establishing relationships are very important and counting on yourself and learning how to count on yourself, whether you, and the parents need to help with that. You know, the whole idea of um, making your kids accountable and to do it in a way that they grow and they, you know, they, they develop a maturity about them. is very important. It's very um, helpful so that when they go out into the world and they do get disagreements or they do get things that, discourage them they will stick to it they will come out with a lot of gumption and a lot of you know understanding that these things happen I just keep moving forward and that's important
0: You know, I actually really like that you brought that up. So I'd like to maybe just stick with that for just a moment longer. What is a key lesson in your life that you remember where you held someone accountable and it paid off or you were held accountable and it paid off?
1: Well, this is kind of an odd. It just came to mind. So (laughs) I'll just share it. It's kind of an odd thing. Um, Being a writer, I try different mediums or different like I wrote poetry, I I wrote plays, I wrote different things. And um, uh, one of my friends had asked me to write a play for his high school. And I said, oh, sure, sure, sure. But then I got scared and I told him, I can't do it. I can't do it. I I just can't do it. And he's like, Loretta, you can do it. You can do this. You're a good writer, write it. So I realized I couldn't get out of it. and so I wrote the play and then I directed it and it turned out to be really a good I wouldn't say, you know, you know, award winning, but something that the kids enjoyed and I was grateful that he had not let me get away. He
0: and held you accountable.
1: Held me accountable. So it's not just my family, but here's this friend, he actually was a priest friend and he was one of the teachers at the school. So that made a big difference he believed in me
0: and I wrote it so I think that is such a fabulous take and I love the organic you know share right there that yeah. and how how important that is when we hold people accountable it does show that we believe in their power it, yeah. it absolutely marvelous I have a question you referred to yourself as Loretta
1: <laughs> JB sorry do tell J.B. Frank is a pen name, so I apologize, and my real name is Loretta, but I felt I wanted to have fun with my name, and I wanted children to be able to remember it, and I think they'll remember J.B. Frank um, a lot more than they'll remember Loretta.
0: Well, I like both, so now we know you just a little bit, a little more deeply. There's a Loretta (laughs) behind the beautiful J.B., okay? (laughs) So I thank you so much for sharing time with us today, with me today. Is there anything else you'd like to tell listeners? Uh, hmm. Well,
1: you can, uh, I can pitch the book and say where to buy it. And there we go. There you go. You can always go to jbfrank.net and my books are available there. I'm hoping my next project will be, um about hand me downs so that's my hopefully my next picture book
0: that's my plan hand me
1: downs
0: yeah i remember hand me downs i'm not sure people do that anymore they you know, i love hand me downs my friends and i we do hand me overs oh like a white elephant do you mean well in you know if I'm wearing something and somebody says oh I love that next time I see them I just might give it to them and say here's a hand-me-over oh. and then they'll see something that you know they that they were wearing and they'll hand it over my way and go oh I've, I have this scarf it's been in my closet I thought of you here's a hand-me-over so a oh, wait I like that idea Isn't can I spill it please do <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, JB, and so they can find you, if you'll say your website, just one more time.
1: Sure. JBFrank.net.
0: Perfect. No Loretta in there, by the way. No Loretta. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you for touching that. <laughs> <in. laughs> I loved it. Well, I started looking at my notes going, what did I miss here? So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> whoops it's a good whoops so as we conclude today's podcast i'd like to thank Familius publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart would be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on itunes and social media and if you'd like more wonderful Familius content be sure to visit us at familias.com where you'll find our habit hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together.